right. Yeah, well, I'll, whatever. Spoiler, spoiler warning to Oppenheimer, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, try about the whole movie. we'll try to li- we'll try to limit the spoilers. No, why? I was gonna I was gonna like actually talk Just about spoil it. the whole thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right, on. More people warning, have seen yeah. it than not seen it that were in, that that's that true, are interested true. in this. Yeah. That's true. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning. All right. Nice. Initial thoughts, like movie good, bad. I don't think it was bad. The technical aspects of it were really good, like the directing and the acting. I think, like overall, it's like the best acting I've ever seen in a movie because really? every actor is just like so good in their role. Like even the smaller characters. Yeah. Like the guy that comes in to testify at the end, like he's so good. He has like two minutes of screen time, but he like absolutely smashes it. Yes, bro. I I feel like common people when we're watching the movie we take acting for granted often but mm-hmm. like the performances in that movie are it's crazy yeah no. the main one itself i think is a standout performance but even robert downey jr yeah is good in his role and emily blunt was good in her role i mean the only mm-hmm. the only character that i thought was kind of unnecessary was the his like mistress bro he just he just shows up they start fucking and then he leaves oh yeah yeah no, I mean she she has she had a role. We'll get into it. But all right. So out of ten, what are you giving the movie? I don't know. I think it's too soon to give it a rating. We got to see how yeah. it ages. That's fair. That's fair. I thought, how about like, like, I can't think of like many flaws within the movie. I thought it's it's pretty. It's like tightly packed, even though it's mm-hmm. three hours long, right? So the pacing it just moved fast because there's a lot of material to cover. Yeah. All right. How about? Like relative to other movies, where are you putting it? Hmm. I was thinking about this yesterday in terms of Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Like where would I put this in Christopher Nolan movies? And yeah. I think like the definitive top three for of Christopher Nolan movies is so long. It's just been Inception, Dark Knight, and or in, in Interstellar, Dark Knight, and Inception. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd put this in the top three as well, like somewhere relative to Interstellar. And Interstellar is my favorite one, so. So okay. I think it's like an important movie. It's like it's the same how important yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. For the audience, Rishi is a huge movie guy, and I trust his ratings a lot. So that's why I was asking him. Okay. Yeah. But no, that's what me and Yunjay were talking about. I mean, Nolan said that, Nolan himself said that it was his best movie ever, but they always have to say that for people to come and see the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see why he'd say it's his best movie ever, though. Yeah. I think from like a technical aspect, it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some of the directing was so. Remember, um, like that one scene where the bomb or like the initial testing of the bomb blew up, and then it went silent. Yeah. And then it was that was crazy. That that direct, the that Trinity direct, test scene. Yeah, that entire scene was actually wild, bro. That was crazy to me. Because light reaches faster than sound. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro. So. The person I saw it with, or the same guy, UJ, was doing the calculation on his phone, and he was saying, <laughs> and he, he, he's saying it was a little bit over, but like it was pretty accurate. I read, I read online that it was like forty seconds or something. Was the yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's what but he also, got. Yeah, but also, uh, bro, there, I was watching it in India, right? So there's some mm-hmm. random guy. Whenever the, there was no sound, he just like sound yeah. up, sound da <laughs> <laughs> no. It took me out of the experience completely, bro. Bro, no. Yeah, it was the theater was silent when we were watching it. It was like That's Friday, 
So the opening day. Well, I mean, they released it on Thursday before, but everyone was seeing it that Friday. Yeah. But it was theater was silent, and the sound was just like when it came after 40, 40 seconds, it just like put me back in my seat, bro. Was, yeah, bro. I was like, because I was like, I was like looking like this, like I leaned forward in my seat whenever like the, yeah, like the build up part of that bomb, and then like whenever uh, like the sound came, I just like boom, I went back. Yeah. How's the theater in Guntur? Oh, and then by the way, Guntur is a city where she is in India right now. Yeah. The the theater was nice. Yeah. Uh, like the screen was like it wasn't huge or anything, but the sound was like it was really nice. Like we went to the theater last year as well to watch the yeah. movie. Uh, like the sound is like it's definitely like the standout thing in that theater. The speakers there are so nice. Yeah. It's because for like Indian movies, when the like the sound has to be crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Was it a mall? No. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Nice, bro. There's a mall on the side of it. I think the standout scenes are definitely uh, like I think the Trinity, like the Trinity test is the first, mm-hmm. and then like the scene where uh, like he's cheering, or like the the crowd is cheering for him. At the yeah, press conference. yeah. That yeah, director is also one. crazy. And then uh, Einstein, the last scene. Einstein, obviously. Einstein, I thought was the best scene of the whole movie, bro. Yeah. It's like, it's from the very beginning. Like we knew that they said something to each other, but we don't know. Exactly. Yeah, that was. And then they, the way that it comes around at the end. And I thought I like know. the way that they did it with Robert Downey Jr.'s character was also very sick. Yeah, bro. That was his directing. Style. And also, also, I don't know what Doctor Roth is on about because. Emily bro. Blunt, like that one scene, the interrogation she she kicked so much ass, bro. All right, all right, for context, our history teacher went viral on Twitter for posting. I'll pull up the initial tweet, but basically she was saying that no woman speaks for the. So she's, uh, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, okay, she has very very uh left-wing, strong political opinions. Political yeah, all right, strong political ideology. And her tweet said that no woman speaks for the first 20 minutes. And then immediately after, there's a sex scene. But let me... Her account is private now. Uh, oh, no way, really? After she got retweeted? She made it private. Uh, she got retweeted by, like... Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but End Wokeness. It's, like, a big account on Twitter. But... No idea. I just, let me find it. And so, yeah, she basically posted this and, like, our, everyone at our school is going crazy about it because, you know, she goes to, she's the teacher at our school. But then, also, it was huge on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah. So, what are you saying? Oh, so, you're saying that the, the role for her was not, like, what she said because she kicked ass, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe I get it for, uh, oh, what's her face, Florence Pooh's character? It's just because, mm-hmm. like, cause I get it, because that character literally shows up, they have sex, and then he leaves, yeah. and then they come back, and they have sex, and then she dies. But mm-hmm. Emily Blood was, like, so good in that movie, bro. Yeah. I'm just trying to find and, Like, the, the interrogation scene with her and that, like, the shitty lawyer, that was great. Yes, bro, that, she was, like, I was thinking about this, but, like, she was kind of portrayed as, like, that, like someone you wouldn't want to like, I guess, from the beginning of the movie, but then like when it all came together at the end, you know, like the dude yeah, congratulated she, she was him. Like, 
the dude. She was the last one to stick. She was like the only one to stick by him at the end. Yeah, exactly. And the dude congratulated him, and she didn't shake his hand or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know that happened in real life. Really? I mean, yeah. apparently, on. apparently, he went home and started crying after that she didn't shake his hand. Whoa! Yeah, yeah I scientist. Mean, she was right all along. This kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the initial tweet. Oh, here it is. Okay, you might have to like blur out her name just for like. I said her name already. She went viral on Twitter, bro. Can we not uh, say her yeah, name? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Oh. Who at our school is going crazy about it? What? Just bro. Who at our school? Everyone, everyone at our school has been talking about it. Right, it says fun fact. No women speak until 20 minutes into hashtag Oppenheimer, and the and and then within a minute, there's a sex scene. Yeah, and then she said after that to add to this, no people of color appear for uh for at least 30 minutes, and I believe there are two black men in the entire movie. So yeah, but the, the the point of the movie is like the perspective of everything that happened during that time period from the point of white men. Exactly. It has to be like it's historically. Not, they, they didn't. They didn't even show, uh, like the dropping, the bomb dropping on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Just the effects. Yeah. And that, as well as the fact that there probably weren't that many black people on the Manhattan Project, is what yeah. people were saying. If if any at all, there's there's that one girl I remember. Yeah. That I I yeah I noticed that too, but. I think there were a couple. I I like looked it up. There were a couple, but I think like the director was just trying to make the movie historically accurate, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. But a lot of people on Twitter, or like the super anti woke people, were getting really mad. Uh, let me just show an example. <laughs> this is me when the film does not follow. Dr. Tanya Ross checklist for what <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our history teacher that we both had last year, the same class. Uh, she got really mad at us one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't have to tell the story, bro. Yeah. It's not about Dr. Tanya Ross. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But we could go on a tangent. <laughs> uh, bro, oh, when they when they name dropped JFK, bro, it was so hype. It was like when Thanos showed oh, up at the yeah, end of the yeah. first Avengers. That was, that I was, was like, yo. Yeah. Yes, bro, I know. That's why he's... he's uh, I don't know if I want to say this, but... He's one of my favorite presidents. One of. One of. Yeah, I like JFK. Yeah. He's a GOAT, yeah. RFK Jr. is his uh, or nephew, right? Yeah, nephew. Yeah, that's the guy running for president. RFK is his brother. I'm pretty sure he was assassinated too. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. But, yeah. He's a senator. I read uh, JFK biography in like sixth grade, so I might yeah, be so misremembering, but I'm I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, his he died a few months after or something. Yeah, RFK Jr. is running for president. Oh, and then also last before we actually start going into like like deep into this movie, uh, mm-hmm. they have such like their names are so hard, bro. Like J. Robert Oppenheimer, <laughs> J doesn't even stand for anything. 
Yeah. At the beginning of the game. Yeah. Weren't they saying like most of the scientists that like involved in that were Jewish? So they're like they're like Jewish names. Oh, I see. Yeah. But bro, so why did they name drop JFK again? I kind of forgot. Uh, so whenever whenever uh, what's his face, Louis Strauss was going like he was he was doing like a trial thing to bring down Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like JFK, like he, he was doing it so he could like make himself the head of the like the Atomic Energy Commission. Yeah. And JFK like prevented that from happening because he like brought together a group that rallied against like, whatever he was doing. Oh really? He tried to make, he tried to claim that that Oppenheimer was a communist. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, but yeah, and he tried to like get his security clearance removed. But so JFK, uh, JFK was like friends with Oppenheimer, or he's not friends. I don't know. He just thought he was wrong or something, or thought Louis Strauss was wrong. Maybe. Oh, okay. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know another thing I want to talk about, bro. Yeah. The the quote from the Bhagavad Gita. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's all right. So for context, like before the movie released, everyone knew there, or like he said, there was like going to be a quote from the book with Gita in the movie. It's not even that. It's like the most like if you know Oppenheimer. If you, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That video he said the like the quote in the press conference. The interview, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, wait. So didn't uh. What is it? Killian Murphy said he like read the. Did he read the entire thing? Yeah, he read the whole thing. And he said, "What was, what were his thoughts on it?" He said he liked it. He said, uh, "Like it's a very spiritual thing, and I could see why, like he like clinged onto this book so much because he wanted to like hold on to some sense of morality while he was making a bomb that could destroy millions." Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so this quote, there was like huge controversy over it in India because, you know, it was during a sex scene that they quoted the Bhagavad Gita. And then not only that, apparently the quote was translated wrong. So, it is translated wrong, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've become time, destroy yeah, the world. So in the movie, he says, uh i am become or in the interview and the movie so i guess it's historically accurate i don't know i'm not saying there's something Sorry. wrong with the movie what he said was i am become death uh who is it destroyer worlds yeah destroyer worlds so he said i'm become death destroyer the destroyer worlds but the actual translation is uh Time I have become the destroyer of worlds. I brought I have the Bhagavad Gita right here, bro. I brought it for the <laughs> I brought it for the thing. All right, chapter eleven. I know the exact the chapter and the verse. Yeah, I was reading about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, chapter eleven, verse So the English translation is 
So the words that he first says is Sri Bhagavan Uvasha, which is like the personality, they call it the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's like his, like they say that before, anytime they, before they refer to Krishna in the in Bhagavad Gita. That's like his pronoun almost. That They translate it to Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's really like the represent, because Krishna is a representation of uh, Vishnu. Right or the ultimate God, right? Or he's he's the only avatar. What it really means is he's the only avatar of God on Earth at this time, right? Like a prophet. So that's the, that's the first what it says at first. And then, anyways, the words that are pertaining to this is Kala Ashmi. So Kala is time and Ashmi is I. So he's saying time I am the great destroyer of the worlds. And in this context, Arjuna, or Krishna is speaking to Arjuna as a warrior. He's saying, it's like, whatever Arjuna does, whatever these warriors do, you know, time is the ultimate decider. That's what's going to destroy, or this war is going to take place, and this destruction is going to happen due to time, and not because of any of these individual warriors themselves. Yeah, and also, or like, the- if, like, once enough time passes, people will just forget uh, or like the events of this war will be like reconciled. Yeah. That's also like an interpretation anyways. So apparently I was reading about it and Oppenheimer's like teacher, I guess, I don't know if he's a Sanskrit teacher or like scripture teacher, but this is how he translated it to Oppenheimer. I, so it wasn't Oppenheimer either who had an incorrect translation of it. Mm-hmm. His teacher was the one who translated to uh, I am become death because I forgot there was some reasoning behind it. The teacher was basically saying that uh, like the two are the same, like the destroyer of worlds or uh, death. Like he basically conflated the two, I guess. And then that's how he taught it to Oppenheimer. And that's why Oppenheimer said the quote that way. I see. Yeah. But I think, so yeah, so Indian people are like super mad about it. One, because of this, like it happened during a sex scene. <clears throat> but I guess I, I don't really, like me personally, I'm not bothered by it. They, like, they're just trying to keep whatever is historically accurate, accurate. But uh, it is like, I guess the teacher did tell it to him wrong, and that's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have any thoughts on the controversy there. I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, like... It is It is what it is. It's a movie, and they have... It's a yeah. historical movie at that, so... Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to get into the heavy-hitting stuff? Let's talk about news, sure. yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I was, even before I read, or even before I've seen Oppenheimer, I started reading this book, like, uh, earlier during my trip to India called The Precipice. And its basic argument is that on the day the Trinity test was conducted, uh, like, humanity entered, like, like its new age. So we're living in, uh, the age that we're living in is, like, where we're on the precipice of like, destroying ourselves. And he went through and calculated the possibility of humanity going extinct within the next hundred years. 
and he first he looked at natural risk so what would happen if uh like asteroids hit the earth or if uh, uh a star turned into a supernova like near us anywhere near us and uh if volcanoes erupted and he calculated the chances of that happening in the next 100 years and then he that does a natural risk section and then he went into the like anthropogenic risk and the main two hitters of that were climate change and uh nukes and actually i knew in this in the book he talks about the oppenheimer story so i actually knew exactly what was going to happen in the movie but uh he he basically said climate change even if the world temperature exists by or uh, it increases by 5 degrees celsius he said that it's like it's it's going to be like it's going to destroy some environments but it won't be a world ending like civilization can still survive with uh like a heavily increased climate but he's saying that nukes are the biggest anthropogenic risk that could uh end up killing us and then there's also a section on future risk with like ai and stuff but none of that it has no none of that has like any proof so you can't really okay. calculate the risk in that case so nukes yeah. he's saying are the biggest like way that humanity could wipe itself out and mm-hmm. like they they briefed over the making of the hydrogen bomb in the mm-hmm. movie but it's like like 10 yeah. times more destructive than the atomic bomb but it's never been used thankfully oh that's yeah that's crazy i mean but i guess like the you're inclined to think or most people are inclined to think since it hasn't happened so far that the chance of it happening in the future is low or that we are like i guess on the like how do you say it like mindset that the world is becoming more cooperative well, oh and not less cooperative yeah and before yeah. so i guess people are inclined to think that does he address that no i don't think so it's been a while since i've read it mm-hmm. but i'm not sure he addresses that yeah. but i think like in my opinion at least after seeing that movie it's like mm-hmm. if one country can figure out how to get more advanced in the age of and then they they can figure out how to survive or they 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 figure they can they think they can survive nuclear warfare like the chances mm-hmm. are of them dying are like near zero or whatever they can uh they if they go through and they actually start nuclear warfare like in north korea for example developed something more powerful oh. than h bomb yeah like we're we're kind of fucked because that's what the arms race is it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah but okay so even if north korea develops something more powerful than us wouldn't it wouldn't like they still face the threat of whatever we used to have like is that yeah, not big enough if if they can determine that or if they determine that they can survive then there's no hesitation for them to use it oh so if someone has a safeguard against it yeah yeah that's pretty <laughs> yeah i guess okay so that would that would be that's like a valid argument to that point that like people think it wouldn't happen because it hasn't happened so far but i guess we're all in such a like balanced you know like ba- like balanced state of power yeah yeah i wonder if that's just if, how it is the like you know like we're always balanced 
Yeah, true. But there's got to be a point where some country gets ahead. And the only time that's happened was uh, the U.S. during the end of World War II when they bombed Japan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, like, yeah. we all obviously saw the consequences of that happening. Yeah. So, if, but like in the future, it would be more powerful, whatever the new technology yeah. is. Yeah. And if the rest of the major countries aren't in balance over that, then there's mm-hmm. nothing stopping the country from using it on the other. Yeah, like, for example, what if, what if uh, Russia creates a bomb that's like 20 times more powerful than the H bomb? It can just wipe out half the United States. Like, there isn't yeah. anything that, like, they, they can easily determine the United States isn't going to strike back because they don't have like like half of their country yeah yeah like there's no chance of them striking back and they just drop a bomb that just smokes us yeah that's a scary situation yeah that's that's what all the was thinking about yeah the end with Einstein yeah I mean I've always thought that like I guess that also, like what I was talking about before, that, or at least you'd hope so, that the world is becoming more cooperative, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like... There's, that's, still, there's still, like, petty tensions everywhere. I, I know. I mean, I guess who are we to call it petty, but, like... Yeah, true. I feel I mean, like that's, like, the next... Mitigated. <laughs> I don't know about easily. I think it can easily be mitigated if the men in power weren't the men in Me power. in charge. <laughs> yeah right I feel like uh, that, I, what I was going to say was that I feel like that's the next step for civilization to become a world civilization you know like yeah. the world yeah like we're, we're an earth citizen you know global citizen not a US citizen or Indian citizen yeah yeah, yeah. but, but then, like, that, the power, like they'd have to figure out what the power balance would be like I guess yeah, hopefully that happens before nukes get out of hand, <laughs> or at least we become more cooperative so it doesn't happen. Yeah. Actually, there might be a section in that book where he addresses that, but really? uh, I only read like there's like a problem section and then there's a solution section, and I've only read the problem section so far. I haven't finished oh. the book. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah, right. Uh, oh, the thing about global cooperation. Why did we split into different like things to begin with? Just like religious differences, or, like cultural differences? We were always split. We were never together. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's how we started out. Then the progression is to come together. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Civilization was then, spread out always, and yeah. now I feel like we're coming together. Yeah, a little bit more. Now that we have more power, like we all, we can, before, if uh, like two countries had beef, it wouldn't destroy the world. But if yeah, yeah, like yeah, Russia, yeah, yeah. Russia drops so, a nuke on Ukraine, then yeah, there's, so there's a lot so more people in Ukraine getting fucked. Yeah, I think it's so important that we have to get, to, like, get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of governmental problems that exist. Like the thing that happened with JFK that we're not going to mention on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's 
Well, I'm in uh, India right now. I'll say. <laughs> All right, bro. You got assassinated. I got right. <laughs> <laughs> What are they going to do, bro? Hey, bro. RFK said it on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. Yeah, it's not that radical, bro. I feel like mo- a yeah. lot of people know. Assass- yeah, everyone knows he got assassinated. <laughs> I know yeah. everyone knows he got assassinated, but by whom? I think it's the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh... I mean, it is a free country, bro. It's a free country. It's free speech. Free yeah. speech is up. It's the only thing we have. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to take this conversation. I'm not gonna lie. I think I've said my piece. <laughs> yeah. Mm, you, know, you know what I was thinking about? More about the... Yeah. Early, no. Like uh, Einstein scene or what Einstein said. Less about, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I was asking about this, obviously, because that's, like, central to the movie, but also about how Einstein said, you know, when you get old, you know, they're just, they're going to, like, they're going to... you're glitching out so much. I don't know if it's my, my, uh... I think it's your end, bro, because it's with the time thing, too, for you. All right, go again. What about Einstein? The scene, the last scene, I was also thinking mm-hmm. about how he said, when you get, you know, you're going to get old and they're just like, they're going to, they're going to like congratulate you and give you an award, but not, it's not for you. It's for their own like need. And you talked about this in the beginning, but how his wife recognized that. But I thought that was important because, you know, it was clear that the same thing happened to Einstein and, you know, what? What, uh, and actually, the said, irony is that the Oppenheimer was the one that did it to Einstein. Like yeah, in the beginning yeah, of the movie, exactly, he's literally just exactly. like he's literally like, like his yeah. his ideas expired forty years ago. He's the best scientist of his generation, but not ours. Exactly, that's that's what I want to talk about. The irony, because what like they almost like were in the beginning of the movie, they were almost like shitting on Einstein, like you know. Yeah. And I was like, 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 why would he like? Why would he do this? Or like. And then it made sense to me when, it, like, he got to the end of the movie, and the same yeah. thing. Einstein's, Einstein stopped because he he knew like the consequences he could have. Yeah, yeah. But Oppenheimer, like, he couldn't stop. Yeah. Why is that though? Why do you think? Because remember the interrogation scene where he starts going crazy again, and like he he sees himself as like a like a radioactive like whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, he said that he had remorse in 1949, but he didn't have any remorse in 1945. I, so what? What? What made that change? Do you think? Well, it's clearly what the, I was thinking was that this. So you know how he was. All right, this might be like a like wild theory, but you know how the whole movie, like, or before that, like before the bomb, everyone is saying. Oh, he's this theory guy. He's this theory guy. And even in the beginning of the movie, like they got the, like the the guys in Berkeley, like they did something, and then they, they said he, the they did it before. They, yeah, they did it before Oppenheimer, and they're saying, oh, theory can only get you so far. 
I think yeah. that he wanted this theory to materialize, like because of that. Oh, like he, he yeah. even knew, or he had some feeling inside of him that, you know, he's just a theory guy, and that's all he'll ever be, or something like that. So he oh, yeah. really he wanted to see that theory materialize in real life, and that's why he carried this bomb through. And then only once it went through, he realized, like, he was so like clouded by that that he realized yeah. after. Uh, one of the most humbling scenes in the movie, I think, for me, was whenever, uh, what's his face, the general, General Groves, is going to, like, go. He's going to see like the, he, like he, he was either president or like the the war administrator or whatever, and Oppenheimer's like, let me come with you, and then he's just like, why? Because that it shows how small his role actually is in like yep. the entire scheme yeah. of things. Yeah. Like how little power he had on where it was same gonna with go the, after he made it. Yeah, same with uh Roosevelt when he was like I was the one who he was like, Why like why are you crying about it? Like I was the one who That was Truman, it's Truman. All right, yeah, sorry, Truman. He's like I like why are you crying about it? I was the one who dropped that bomb. Yeah. You know, in real life, he's like until his deathbed he still defended his decision to drop the bomb. Yeah. I read about that. Yeah. I mean, if you do something like that and then you go back on it, like that's that's a pretty yeah. bad look. So I guess you'd yeah, have. Yeah. Man, he like he pulled out his his handkerchief and he's like, like you, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So then he felt he felt bad for it. But then in, in his trial, like, as his wife was saying, I, I feel like there's a lot of subtle subtleties in this character that they never, like, actually explain. But uh, why do you think he was, he was just, like, sitting there and taking it? Like, he even shook Teller's hand. And his wife was just like, why, why, why the hell did you shake that guy's hand? Yeah. Okay. I think, again, his wife was right on this. His wife said something like, uh, you know, just because you sit there and play, like, a victim won't erase the fact that you dropped or you created that bomb. So I think that's why he was doing it. He was, it was like his way. Like he thought if he sat there and like acted like a victim, then that would like wash away his conscience, a little bit of his like guilty conscience for making that bomb. Oh, like almost like getting security or losing a security clearance is the right thing that was going to happen to him. No, 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 no. like. If he's if he sat there and convinced himself that he was like a victim, you know, or oh, I, I guess see what you mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could even see it in like the visual visual effects because like the part where he looked like a like a cancer patient, like his hair all like went away and was, his scale was his skin was super pale. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. just looking at the like in uh the interrogator. Like this. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can you can yeah. literally interpret that as him seeing himself as a victim of the bomb. Yeah, I think he wanted to make himself a victim, so then at least like easier. He would. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it like it's only at the end where he actually admitted that like the huge role that he had to play in all of it, like at the end with Einstein. Yeah. His theory didn't materialize, and without his theory, it wouldn't have been possible. That's the yeah. 
Yeah. Even though he felt maybe, or even though they were saying like he's just a theory guy, that theory was pretty important. Mm-hmm. You know his uh, the poisoning of the apple is actually like something that happened. Oh really? Yeah, he poisoned his teacher's yeah. apple, but it so, wasn't like it wasn't like a lethal thing. Like in the movie, they showed it as like the I forgot what it was. It's like potassium cyanide or something. It was something that would kill his teacher if he ate it. But uh, yeah. in real life, it was just like some like diarrhea or something like that. Uh, like, I actually. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna ask what a glitch for a second. Hmm? Oh, a glitch. A glitch. For, yeah. I was gonna say apparently. Uh, it just it gave him diarrhea. Cambridge for it. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, how much of it is. Like true, then you know. Or, or what like, I heard based on that, a true story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What I heard was that all of the black and white scenes are objective, so they're things that actually happened, and then all of the color scenes are subjective. Oh, oh, that's that's interesting. Because in the beginning, when you see like from Strauss's perspective, when he's talking to, or when Oppenheimer's talking to Einstein, and he just walks, and Einstein just walks away. Like you see that part in black and white, but whenever they're actually talking, you see it in color. Oh, yeah. And mostly the black and white stuff was from Strauss's perspective, because the testimony guess, he gave was actually, it's real and recorded. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, it not because it was a closed hearing. That would make sense, yeah. <laughs> and then even the, like, the, the only part I remember from Oppenheimer's perspective that was black and white, it was the part after he gave the like the speech when he's walking away from the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that crowd scene was it was like the dire- I mean we talked about like how the directing was crazy. But yeah. you know just it made like it, the sound it, like, Yeah, yeah. And it, it like it put you in his shoes, you know, it sounds cliche, but like yeah. I was thinking, like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, nice if, imagine you're standing there, bro. Like, imagine you're standing yeah. there, and like, yeah, and the music and everything. It just, it just made it like, it made it sad, bro. Yeah, and also, uh, I think an underrated detail is whenever he's walking away from the crowd, mm-hmm. like after a certain point, you can stop. Like, you can't, you can't tell anymore whether they're actually like cheering or they're screaming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you watch it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, so you remember some of the, like, details better than me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when you're saying them, it's, like, coming back to me, but I wouldn't remember yeah, it. Like, yeah. 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 I don't know. I can't think of anything else within the movie that I'd have to tell me. Acting is good. Killian Murphy, I think, is, yeah, he's insane. Like, the entire movie, even if the directing was good and, mm-hmm. uh, like, everybody else was acting good and the sound and the music and all that were good, the story and everything, mm-hmm. I think that if he didn't give the performance he had, it wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, the entire movie was, like, on his back. Like, he, he had he to played, make it good. He played the character so well. Yeah, I know. His career is about to, you know. I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, but it sucks though, because he's kind of like, 
He's like forty, bro. Like, like, what more can he? Yeah. What more can he do? Uh, if he bro. took off when he was in the, like his twenties, then that'd be crazy. No, it's not. It's not too late for him. Yeah, forty's not bad. Sure. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? Mm. I haven't either. I was just wondering. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah, I mean, if he's like that good of an actor, it has to be. Darren watched it and Henry watched it and they both said it was good. I was thinking about watching it, but I just never did. Yeah. I think that's it for the episode. Yeah, you sure? Let's end it. Yeah. I just want to see if it's been recording. <laughs>